Happy New Year! Awesome. Yes, hello. Welcome to 2013. Uh, welcome to January 2013, the beginning, the start mm. of the year. And yeah. welcome to another rambling start to a Have You Seen podcast. Yeah. Well, it's the year, but everyone's saying it's kind of like the year, f- the future now begins because loads of futuristic films are set in 2013, mm-hmm. like post-apocalyptic things. And because the Mayans were wrong. Yes. So yeah. we are technically post-apocalypse, yeah. even if the apocalypse yeah. didn't actually happen. Yeah. Uh, I am Kieran, accidentally got super glue on my fingers, the fort, uh, and opposite me is Tom, dressed like the Dukes of Hazard web. <laughs> I don't know why he's wearing that no, today. I just, I just picked it out, I don't yeah. know. It's a bit, it's a bit uh, lumberjacky as well. Yeah, thanks. And uh, you may be able to hear intrusive noises from elsewhere, someone's having a very loud phone conversation uh, directly uh, above our studio. Yeah. Um, and I'm too tired to go and argue with them and yeah, hang up for them. Yeah. They'll be going home So soon. we shall blunder on. As it's 2013, um, that was terrible, terrible. Um, but I'm going to leave it in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Last last show we talked about uh, our favourite films of 2012, uh, and we thought that um, this this episode, as well as covering um, Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2 and 21 Jump Street, which was the pictures from last time out, we would talk about the films we're looking forward to in 2013. It'd be uh, interesting to see by the time we get to the Christmas show of 2013 how many of these films we want to yeah. see that we've actually yeah. seen. Um, I'm betting not based many. Based on cool trailers. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, actually, there are a couple of films that came out in December that right. um, I want to see but haven't got to yet. Yeah. Small, yeah, yeah. low budget stuff. Um, uh, Grabbers. Right. Do you know anything about that? No, nothing. It's an Irish alien invasion movie. Okay. <clears throat> the IMDb synopsis is yeah. as follows. When an island off the coast of Ireland is invaded by blood-sucking aliens, the heroes discover that getting drunk is the only way to survive. <laughs> I've heard a lot. I know a lot of film reviewers, and I've heard a lot of good reviews. Of really, this. it's out on DVD already. Um, an actual fact: the DVD was on shelves in HMV before it opened in the cinema. Oh, uh, right, it was one of those kind it's of. It's a bizarre yeah. release, and I think they kind of cocked it up, and somebody put stuff on the shelves early. Right, but you right. can just yeah, you can just go and buy this now. Yeah. You can get it on video on demand. Sometimes, all sorts of things. Uh, with films of that kind of budget, that sort of size, they'll do a uh, like a weekend cinema release and a Monday DVD release, or they'll yeah, you know, they'll just do a quick. There's a there's a clever industry term for it that I can never yeah. remember. Uh, day in date, I believe it's called. No, that's not it. Day Isn't in, it? No, day and date is when uh, it's released around the world on the same day. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was when it was released across platform. No, it's called something else, but I can't remember what it is. Somebody more intelligent than us can write in and tell us. Yeah, I Or I'll just ask the boss in the morning. Yeah. Um, and the other one is Safety Not Guaranteed, which oh, is yeah. a low-budget, low independent, travel. maybe time travel film. It's based, on, yeah. it's based on a true story, on an ad that was placed in a newspaper or a yeah. magazine mm. uh, that was actually a joke by one of the writers just to fill space. Yeah. Um, and the ad read, wanted... Somebody to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. Gave a P.O. box number. You'll get paid after we get back. Must bring your own weapons. Safety not guaranteed. I have only done this once before. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> and they've made, there's a, there's a movie based on now, based on uh, three magazine employees who uh, head out to interview the guy who placed the ad. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen the trailer for Yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. It looks like fun. Um, I've kind of just gone month by month when thinking about this. Okay. I was looking at what was released. Uh, we're looking at um, stuff released in the UK Fine. because we're British and yeah. stiff upper lip and all that business. Uh, and okay. The only thing I can find for January, we've already mm-hmm. seen, which is Jiro Dreams of Sushi. 
right. which has a very limited release. I no, I'd quite like to see uh, Django Unchained. Is that out January? That's out January. Oh, okay, yeah, I believe. Well, I di- I wasn't interested in that, and then I saw the most recent trailer that came out, right. which is really good. I, although, having said that, I'm like I said, I think I was, when I was pitching Kill Bill to you, Tarantino, I'm a bit kind of like, yeah, I like I like some, I don't like others. So whether I'd see this in the cinema or not, I don't know. I would quite like to watch it just because I'm interested to see yeah. what it's well, like. If it's being released in January, the DVD will be yeah. out by the end of the year. Yeah, uh, so. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing that's out in January that I, I'm not sure about yet, although oh. I know a lot of people are excited and interested about it, is Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Catherine Bigelow's mm. um, Hunt for Osama Bin Laden movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of intriguing, actually. Mm. Um, and what intrigues me more is the recent news story surrounding it. I don't mm. know if you've heard about it, that the... Um, the I think it's... There are certain uh, in the U.S. Uh, government. There are certain committees that look after things like the CIA and all that kind of stuff. And some of the politicians are worried mm. that the CIA gave the filmmakers uh, misinformation, which you would imagine they would do, right? Uh, but has led the filmmakers to portray the way in which the intel was gathered to be more violent than it actually should be. Right, okay. And actually might be a bit... Hang on a minute, you're that's borderline torture and we right. don't actually do that. And so there's some interesting there some kind of... photos that suggest that they might. Well, yes, yeah. well, you know what I mean? It's, it's So there might be some interesting uh, machinations and stories to come in the news about that soon. Mm. You think the news stories might be more interesting than the film? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, it's every yeah. chance. Yeah. Um, February is where it starts to get interesting for me, actually. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the trailer for Warm Bodies? No, but you told me about it. I've yeah. heard about it. Yeah. yeah. Nicholas Holt is a zombie who sees this pretty girl and falls in love, and it it restarts his heart. Right. Um, and he kind of he starts to change. Mm. Um, and I think from the trailer, I think they kind of give it away, and you can kind of see where it go where yeah. it's going. Well, I think it's a really inventive way to do a zombie film because mm. it's mostly from the zombie's point of view. Yeah, I think some people have tried that before and I, I, mm. I've i never seen those attempts. I think they've always been quite low budget. Yes, and, yeah. You know, There's one in particular I'm thinking of at the moment. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's just that's a really inventive idea. Right. It's why I was, oh, why has nobody thought of that before? Yeah, I think yeah. it could be really fun. Uh, also, Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, I've got that on my list. Yeah, yeah that uh, appeals. Video game villain decides he wants to be a hero and ends up jumping between games in the arcade. Yeah. Genius. Absolutely. And what I like about that is it seems to be, uh, you know, it's crossing the gambit of gaming. So it's coming mm. all the way from 8-bit Donkey Kong style mm. all the way right up to, you know... Like a modern FPS. Like Yeah, like yeah. Mass Effect kind of style sci-fi shoot 'em up yeah. thing. Yeah, and, that um, looks really good fun. But they've also done a whole load of licensing. So there's actual yes. characters and games in. So there's a whole load of Street Fighter characters yeah. and Cuba. Well, there's and, a great... One of the trailers is basically like a, a an AA meeting yes. for washed-up villains. Yes. And you've got people like Zangief, you've got uh, Dr. Robotnik, and like, yeah. there's just a whole load of these really famous mm. uh, characters. I think like Bowser's there and all that kind of stuff. So just like that's brilliant that's yeah you know they, they've really uh really pushed the boat out on the licensing and that and, I th- and i'm stunned they've managed to get all of that yeah to be honest well it's the kind of thing that i don't know it's... i guess they could reboot those franchise of games i guess I mean, yeah. that's what they're looking at really aren't they? yeah our dlc for street fighter unlock ralph as a, as a, <laughs> yeah. as a character <laughs> to fight against yeah. Uh, yeah. ken and bison and chun li and whatnot yeah. um uh i've put on my list uh also in February, a good day to die hard. 
Oh Die yeah. Die Hard Five. Yeah. Which is not on Valentine's Day. All right. Um, and <laughs> mostly I put it in for the for the tagline. Have you seen it on the poster? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. just, the poster is just Bruce Willis's face and yippee ki Mother Russia. Russia. Yeah, it looks absolutely ridiculous. It does look batshit insane, but yeah. it has to be. And what I like about the Die Hard movies is as they've gone on is the progression of what needs to be saved. Yes, the first absolutely, one is the building. Yeah. The second is an airport. The third is a city. The fourth is the country, and yeah. this is the world. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like. I, I actually quite enjoyed the fourth one because they kind of, you know, they they ramp it up a bit, and, but they don't kind of. It's one of those ones. It's one of those ones where you just kind of. I ended up just leaning back in my chair, folding my arms, and going, "Go on then, yeah, just exactly. go for it." Yeah, exactly. And there was yeah. the stuff like well, the stuff where he takes down the jet with his bare hands, yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing. It's utterly ridiculous but hugely enjoyable and yeah. it's the kind of thing you just you just it becomes comedy you just yeah. laugh at how ridiculous Absolutely. yeah yeah and that was that one in particular had uh the trailer where um uh he fires the car at the helicopter to yes, take it down right, yeah. as like the end and you yeah. think oh shit that's got to be the, uh, the finale that's got to be the finale of the movie no 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 that's 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes in and it gets even more ridiculous from there yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it gets ragged on quite a lot, but very, I'm quite happy to just put that in. Yeah, and, and it's just got, kind of um, let it run in the background. It's got is it C- uh, Cyril Raphael from District 13? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. doing, uh, doing yes. his parkour martial arts. Yes, and, you know, that's, that's right. always fun for a watch. Um, completely different. Yeah, uh, in March, uh, Robot and Frank. Oh yeah, you know yeah, about no, this? No, yeah, I do know about this, mm. and I forgot to put it on my list. Frank Langella. Appeal to me. Um, uh, it's the near future. Frank, Frank Langella is an ex-jewel thief who's been given a robot butler as a gift from his son, uh, and uses it to help him pull off one final heist. Right. <laughs> Brilliant idea. Yeah. Now, what I really liked about this was watching the trailer. It reminded me of a lot of the Asimov robot short stories. Yes. In the style of the robot mm. and the interaction with the humans. Yes. So that's what kind of really because I'm a massive fan of his books. Yeah. So I was that's kind of really appealed to. Me. And I kind of thought, oh, is this is this based on it? Yeah. And I, would, I did a bit of research mm. when it. I first saw the trailer and I couldn't there's no link I don't yeah. think other than a, maybe a bit of influence what but, I like is that the technology isn't pushed too far no because very yeah. often you get near future movies or even stuff that's supposedly set contemporary and modern day and they have yeah. some ridiculous piece of technology yeah. but this all looks quite believable even yeah. like even the idea of an old man being given a robot to help him is absolutely quite, yeah. yeah even when you, I mean when you look at th- uh, like robots like Asimo uh, you know, I love Asimo. Oh, yeah. I've seen him live. Oh, yeah. I saw him live in Japan. It's brilliant. brilliant. Uh, you kind of see that and you think, oh, that actually, this is plausible now. Okay, not on a consumer level, yeah. but it's absolutely plausible. Yeah. Um, the one I think, I don't know, uh, judging by where it is in my list, mm. where you are in your dates, mm. I don't know if you've got to it or not, or you've passed it, mm. is um, Hitchcock. With, When's that out? Oh, I, I haven't I put it. I think it's February, March time. Okay. Right? Might be late January, actually. Okay. Um, and no, that's. Uh, Anthony Hopkins as Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, I've seen the during the making of Psycho. Yeah. So, I, and it's I don't know how accurate it will be, but I, it it intrigues me. I think Anthony Hopkins is a is a brilliant mimic, and yes. um, having seen him as Hitchcock, it's pretty good. And his his supporting cast is Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren who's, and as Scarlett, his wife appears to take no shit. Yeah, and Scarlett Johansson as Janet Leigh, mm. and it's like. Come on, that's going to be. I think Jessica Biel is um, Vera Miles, mm. uh, and it's just like, what? Well, brilliant! Yeah, I, I'm sold on that. I'd like to see that. Go to the cinema. Report back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, one that uh, I had forgotten about till today, till the poster popped up in an ad on my screen. Yeah. Um, completely out of nowhere. Have you seen uh, anything for the Incredible Burt Wonderstone? No. Okay. 
Steve Carell right. and Steve Buscemi are a pair of um, Secret and Roy style illusionists. I've got him already. He nearly yeah. mounted you across the yeah. studio. Um, and they end up going to war with a David Blaine style street magician <laughs> all right. played by Jim Carrey. <laughs> Okay, that could be good. I yeah. can see that. Um, they all, uh, um, there's also stuff with Carell's mentor, right. who's this washed-up old magician yeah. who can't stop doing tricks, but they're all terrible, and you can see through every one of them. Right. Played by Alan Arkin. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, like yeah. there's a bit in the trailer where he's uh, he's like, he's on his deathbed, and they go to see him, and he's like, "Oh, my final trick, I'll disappear." It's this big puff of smoke, and he's vanished from the bed. Oh. Um, and whoever it is is there with uh, Krill goes I can still see him and they pull out and he's hiding underneath <laughs> the bed Brilliant. that looked like a whole load of fun um, no synopsis for the one I have picked for April because right. all I need to say is three words right. Iron Man 3 yes yeah that's uh, the one Shane Black is at the helm yeah I've never seen anything he's done have you not seen Kiss Kiss Bang no. Bang have you not seen any Lethal Weapon movies because he wrote Lethal Weapon Oh right, I've seen. Well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was thinking directorial. You but... haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No. Okay, that might make it onto this show because I've seen it and I quite enjoyed it. Right. And it came up in discussion recently because uh, uh, a friend of mine was talking yeah. about it and, um, uh, yeah, and just kind of asked if I'd seen it. So we had a little chat about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I'll watch it again that. and right. uh, see if I. Yeah, I have. Seen, I have seen, I've seen all these films. They do blend into one personally. I think. But, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, okay, that's yeah, interesting. There's there's the first two, then there's the one where Rene Russo kicks people, and then there's one where Jet Li shows up, makes yeah. everybody look like an ass, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and gets killed at the end. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure I've seen them all, but I couldn't tell you what happens in each individual one really. Mm. Um, May is where the blockbusters start. Although the yeah. first one actually I've picked is not really a blockbuster. Mm. Um, Pain and Gain. Right. It's Michael Bay directing. Yeah. But it's uh, the only cost twenty million dollars. I say only because that's wow. done a shitload well, of money. Yeah, but, but for Michael a, Bay, that's that, a tenth of the budget. Yeah, for, a tenth of a Transformers, Transformers movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Wahlberg and The Rock yeah. are two uh, gym employees who conspire to rob a rich dickhead criminal played by Tony Shalhoub who uses their facilities. Right. Uh, and Ed Harris decides he's going to stop them. Okay, that sounds kind of cool. It does look fun. Uh, the trailer's a bit weird because it, st- it starts quite serious and strange. Yeah. And then kind of just explode. It's not as crazy action as no, you did think. Michael Bay, but there does appear to be a, a bunch of action scenes. Right. In it. You see like the rock running away from bullets and yeah. whatnot. He pumped up for that. He is enormous in the yeah. trailer. He's like, a, he plays an ex-con, right. I guess mostly to explain his multitude of tattoos. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, he looks gigantic yeah. and Wahlberg bulked up as well. Have you seen Faster? I haven't, no. Okay. I need to rewatch that to see if I'll okay. pitch that to you. <laughs> we'll probably not do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Faster in the same week, won't we? <laughs> yeah. Now we've talked about yeah. this. Um, um, so no, I look fun. It's interesting. I remember Michael Bay saying actually when he was coming off the big tran- one of the big Transformers movies. It might have been the second one actually, and mm. him, you know, him saying that it, you know, it obviously wasn't getting a sniff at any kind of awards or anything like that. Cause yeah, it's, and he and he was like, people don't appreciate sometimes the work that is involved mm. in that kind of thing because you know and he said it's an entertainment art form so people don't see it as an art form they see it as entertainment mm. and he was getting quite snooty about it as you yeah. can imagine because like, yeah, he's yeah. not getting credit for, for what he does um, so he was threatening to go and make a low budget movie in Tuscany <laughs> just to see if he could get an award <laughs> and I wondered if this this suddenly became his low budget 
alternative. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think it will. It still no. looks. It still looks like bad boys. Right. No, I yeah. mean, it's still. Yeah. It's still Miami. It's still yeah. glossy, slick. Oh, of course. Yeah. All the rest of it. Yeah. But apparently, he's uh, he's pulled it in for way under his usual. Uh, which must mean the stars are taking well under their usual oh, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Given their current stature. Mm, yeah. So. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting. But uh, um, uh, the first of the biggies, actually, in mm. actually no. Uh, while we're talking about The Rock, Fast Six is yeah. also out. Yeah. In uh, filmed in Southend and Hackney. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. He do, he seems to have not left the country. No, he's been here for ages, mm. like doing loads of stuff. I know he flew for Christmas. Yeah. He was it Christmas or Thanksgiving? It might have been Thanksgiving. He flew home to the US. Essentially, landed. Walked in through his front door, had dinner with his family, spent a few hours with them, flew home oh, again. Yeah. Flew, flew flew home, flew back, back here, here again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because I know that they're. I think they're faking South End. Okay, so basically, for for our, <laughs> our international <laughs> listeners, trying uh, to explain South End to the rest of the world, Tom. Right, so, okay, so um, much right. There's a much in the de- county of Essex. There's a much derided county, which happens to be where I'm from. Um, <laughs> In in the UK of Essex, and it's kind of I suppose it's got a kind of a similar thing as New Jersey, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of is to London what New Jersey is to New York, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm now going to get loads of hate mail saying no, that's not fair. <laughs> quite. But carry on. But anyway, um, and um, there's a, there's a big car culture in Essex, mm. uh, particularly the Fast and Furious style car, like you know taking a cheap car. And like modifying it, yeah. spoilers and that kind of stuff. It's it's a it's a big thing. And South End, I think they're actually doubling it for London. How are they going to explain the beaches in London? I don't. Well, I think that I I don't know. But like maybe I think digitally removed. I, I think they're going to fudge it a bit. Right. But the reason they're using South End, and the reason South End is actually quite a car culture place, is because it's the longest stretch of straight road in the UK with no traffic lights. Hmm. Which I didn't realise. That's the seafront. That and is. if you live your life a quarter mile at the time, <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, that's the perfect exactly. place to go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that's going to be interesting. Seeing, mm. watching, seeing, seeing what we can spot. Mm. But um, I, I really, uh, for me, Fast Five is the best of the Fast and Furious mm-hmm. films. Um, and you know, like I've said before, you got a crap action series that's not doing so well. Bring in the Rock, and it will rejuvenate yeah. it. You know, I think that seems to be his job. Yeah, they've done it several times. I wait for him to go into Transformers because he's bound to now. Well, if he's got on with Michael Bay, exactly. Then, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I th- can't wait to see what he turns into. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it'll be a tank. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to Fast Six. I think it'll be good fun. Yeah. Uh, the big blast. But- the what you heard the big blockbuster of may is uh star trek into darkness yeah i'm looking forward to that too yeah i've heard from people there was recently at the imax in london a screening of nine minutes of the movie right just i don't know if it was the first nine minutes but it's nine minutes of footage um and i've heard so many people come out of that just enthusing like crazy apparently it looks well i saw on twitter today Mm. simon Pegg saying starting the first day of star trek into darkness press today or as i like to call it evasive evasive maneuvers okay (laughs) so (laughs) so who's kind of like okay that's interesting in january well i guess they're doing set visits and Uh, things aren't they yeah well have they finished shooting it yeah they must have if it's out in four months, they must have okay, finished fine. shooting. Yeah, then they Maybe, must be doing... It must doing be like long leave magazine stuff. Yeah, it then. must be. It'll be people at Empire and Co. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I love the 
J.J. Abrams reboot. Yeah, I did Star too. Trek. It yeah. made Star Trek cool and fun. Absolutely. And yeah, but at the same time, was definitely Star Trek and completely, well, certainly faithful to my knowledge of Star Trek. Yeah. You know, to the average punters, mm. you know, watched a bit of Next Generation when I was a kid. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like I'm sure there are hardcore Trekkers or Trekkies mm-hmm. who will lambast me for saying no it's not but i think it fits really really uh, well i know plenty of uh i know a pretty hardcore star trek fan and he loved really? it yeah I, i've never heard anyone go like absolutely off on it yeah like and really kind of slagging it off so i've just hurt my elbow so, um <laughs> uh, the final one out in may which nobody who listens to this show will want to miss yeah is postman pat in the movie i saw that <laughs> <laughs> i saw that i remember someone saying I think this is again a very British thing that a lot of people mm. won't know. Is uh, someone was saying the other day was um, their kid really got into Postman Pat, and it was only then that they, that they realised there are only twelve episodes of the original. Really? Series. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and they had to end up. They were just watching them over and over and over and <laughs> over again. Oh boy. I seem to remember it running for years, yeah. but apparently not. Oh my there god. There are only twelve episodes. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Um, June. Yeah. yeah. Man of Steel, Superman. No, I'm not bothered. I wasn't. Yeah. Mostly because it's Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, being told what to do by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. And we've aired my views on the Nolan yeah, exactly. Batman films yeah. here yeah. before. But I really kind of like the most recent trailer. And I think it could be a new and interesting way to do Superman. The problem with Superman is unless you're throwing green stones at him, yeah. you can't hurt uh, him. He's uh, My problem with Superman is he's just so boring. I think it's yeah. it's just the I mean it's the worst thing to do with a superhero is make him impervious and invulnerable yeah. and it's just kind of like there's yeah, just I'm just like oh. not to offend people on the other side of the Atlantic. Americans love that shit. I guess. I mean he was originally conceived as a propaganda thing yeah. anyway wasn't yeah, it yeah. so it's like well i just kind of like well i'm just not interested in superman generally i've got to say out of everything on the list that's this that's the one at the bottom yeah of my, uh... to be honest it was kind of like they're doing another superman film not that bothered hmm. Zack snyder's doing it i'm really, really not, not that, that bothered. bothered saw the opening tra- saw the first trailer look like terence malick film I'm like now i'm really lost <laughs> i have no interest whatsoever about watching All right. this film well maybe instead you'll like this is the end I don't know anything about you don't know anything about that. Okay, fine. December twentieth, twenty twelve, a group mm-hmm. of comedians go to a party at James Franco's house, right? And the world ends, right? Leaving them as the survivors. Okay. Uh, and it's Franco, Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, Jay Baruchel, Danny McBride, Aziz Ansari, Jonah Hill, Jason Segel, a whole load of others, right. and they all play themselves. Okay, that sounds like w- it's, it's going to be saw, very weird. I watched the trailer today. It's hilarious. The trailer's hilarious. The first oh. half of the trailer is like a specially shot scene to set up the rest of the trailer. Right. Of um, it's Seth Rogen, uh, Seth Rogenheim, and, <laughs> right. uh, and James Franco in Franco's basement with a video camera. Right. Uh, uh, talking talking about hey, if you watch this, the world has ended, um, yeah. which really sucks for us because we have a movie out next year. <laughs> right. um, so, uh, but if if you're lucky, you'll you'll get to see it. Uh, then you know some of you may have survived. Oh, um, that and then this cool. discussion of like how they're going to like pass their time, uh, and uh, the camera kind of stays static in the corner, and cuts to various scenes of yeah. them like um, Roman freaking out that Franco has a gun in his basement. <laughs> there, there's what well, there's loads of cardboard boxes behind them uh, that are labelled things like canned food, uh, bottled water, on giant box it just says condoms. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they go and have a little spoon and a, and a cuddle on a mattress right. in the corner. They discuss how they're going to. Um, 
uh, uh, pleasure themselves in such a confined space. Right. It's very, very funny. And that's yeah. before you get the, the trailer part for the Fine. movie. Okay, um, I'm intrigued. It's something I hadn't good. heard of until uh, just a few days ago. And right. decided I'd look up the trailer and it, I'm sold. Yeah, well, I mean, we've uh, we've kind of covered and we've seen a few of that kind of... that yeah. that little group. Yes. I mean, obviously, I Love You Man is one. Um, I know you've seen Knocked Up because we watched it together, in fact. Yes, we did. Um, and there's a sequel to that coming out this year as well. This is 40. Yeah. Yeah, which I didn't, I didn't no, get I didn't, to. Uh, no, I didn't put that on my list just because I'll, I'll probably watch it, but I'm not like yeah, yeah. really excited about it. Um, I'm right in thinking the only one of that kind of group of films you haven't seen is Forgetting Sarah Marshall, isn't it? I think it? it is, yes. Okay, because that's on my list to pitch you because I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Monsters University yes. is the first kind of kiss. I haven't been able to find a, a proper trailer for that yet. No, I don't know if have there you is seen one. The Prospectus, though? No. They've done a, a university prospectus video. Oh, really? It is brilliant. Okay. It is so good. It, I mean, you know, the kind of like the really kind of glossy but vacuous videos that universities will put together yeah, yeah. with like really generic people with backpacks going you know i'm here to find myself and all that kind of yeah, stuff it's that but with, it's monsters. That with monsters it awesome. is brilliant it is so great idea spot on yeah it's yeah it was absolutely i only what i just happened to stumble across it i think it was last night and i mm. watched it i thought that is that's genius mm. so yeah dig that out because okay. that's really good more monsters of a very different style yeah. pacific rim yeah you show me essentially trailer, yeah. guillermo del toro makes anime live action yeah it's uh I'd sum it i can sum it up as transformers versus godzillas yeah it just looks, it, this looks like everything battleship should have been and wasn't yes, yes. i'm gonna see how many times i can make a gundam style joke right uh, <laughs> before it gets released <laughs> and before before that stops being Remotely cool as a pun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's think, not going to work. I think I've killed it already. Yeah. Um, August, World's End. Yeah. Uh, right, Peg and Frost finished the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. Uh, I purposely don't know anything about it other than it's something to do with the pub. Yeah, yeah, that's all I know about it. I am, I'm really excited to see the kind of finish of this trilogy. I'm less excited that Martin Freeman's in it. Oh. <laughs> but, you know... That, I'm that's sure, I'm sure you might be able to overlook him. Yeah, yeah, I'll try. Yeah. Um, I've only got two more things on my list. Okay, well, we're heading into September where one of them appears, I would think. Yes, it does. And Go there's one it. I think we've also jumped over, so let's talk about that okay. first. And that is Jurassic Park getting a re-release. And I know right. it's in 3D. Yeah. And What's the point? Jurassic Park is a perfect five-star movie in 2D. Absolutely. It does not need an extra dimension. No, I completely agree. But... I still want. I I, I might go and see Jurassic Park 3D in 2D just to spite. <laughs> I I just I want to go. I want to go back and see it again in the cinema because right. it was it was one of the first films I went to see in the cinema. Like me and my friends went to see in the cinema without parents mm-hmm. and everything like that. It was the the film. I literally I walked out of that film, went home, got a camcorder, and made my first short film. Okay. So it's kind of got influential. A, it's got kind of a big bearing on me mm. ending up doing the job that I do mm. and writing film, like mm. trying to write films and do all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of quite. So I'm kind of interested to see it in 3D anyway because I, I don't have the problem with 3D that a lot of people do. I um I, I like it in certain instances. I had quite a 3D experience when I went to see it. I would have right. been 14, 
I think, at the time. Yes, you were, because I was 13. Yeah, and um, I went with a bunch of school friends, a yeah. mix of boys and girls. I ended oh. up sitting next to a girl I actually quite liked, All right. which I thought this is quite lovely. Uh, and uh, I had my arm on the armrest of the, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, chair, and she put her hand on my arm. I thought, oh, that's quite nice. And then a T-Rex attacked, and she dug her fingernails <laughs> into my arm as she screamed, and the mark was there for about two weeks. <laughs> I fancied her quite a lot less after <laughs> I that. I can imagine. Um <laughs> The other one, you, I, it's going to be. Yeah. It's probably going to be your movie of the year when we come probably. to the end of the year. I am so no excited. No matter how about good this. it is, yeah. it could be a steaming turd, but you are still going to love I, Rush. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Rush is what I'm most looking forward to. Nicky Lauder biopic directed by Ron Howard. I know you've yeah. been following him on Twitter and I all have. These yeah, there've been some amazing things. pictures and stuff he's been tweeting. I've seen some of them. Yeah. Um, for me, well, for me, what really, Ron Howard, I'm a bit hit and miss with. I like some of his stuff. I don't like other things he's yeah. done. Um, but what really sells this for me is the fact that it's... Obviously, it's a subject matter that I'm massively interested yeah. in. Uh, it's basically about the Formula One World Championship in 1976, mm -hmm. a rivalry between James Hunt and Nicky Lauder. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to spoil anything by saying that Nicky Lauder had a massive crash that year, mm. was severely burnt, mm. and nearly died, mm. yet came back to race. Mm. And the championship was only one point in it mm. at the end of the year. It was one, probably one of the most exciting and dramatic years ever in Formula mm -hmm. 1 history. Um, but what really sold it for me, when I heard Ron Howard was doing it, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Mm. But then I realised it's written by Peter Morgan. Mm. Now, he wrote Frost Nixon. Mm. And that is, again, Ron Howard directed. Be, it's going to be Frost Nixon with awesome car chases, it isn't is. it? Yeah, and I know they've, not only have they uh, been, I th I, one of the other things that worried me is obviously the action of this is going to be quite essential. Mm. And I know they've been filming at actual locations. They've been filming with the actual cars. So they've been they've gone to okay. they've gone to places like McLaren and Ferrari and all that and they've they've been given gone, the dig, cars. Them out, dig them out the vault yeah get them out yeah, the museums yeah uh, they obviously had replicas and things like mm. that as well but they've they've been using these because I mean those historical Formula One cars they still run them they still use them mm. and they still do show runs <laughs> just, in them just, and stuff uh, like just that just to go to the shops <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so so it's not like they're just sitting in a museum somewhere Fine. you know um, so yeah that's really I'm just massively excited about that. Mm. The other September release uh, yeah. that looks interesting is Elysium. Right. Uh, Neil Blomkamp, who made oh, District yeah, yeah. 9, has a new movie. Excellent. Uh, it's 2159, and the wealthy live on a space station called Elysium. Right. Uh, and the poor live on what's left of Earth. Uh -huh. uh, Matt Damon attempts to unite the two, apparently using large weapons, right. judging from the, the stills I've seen so far. Huh. There is no actual trailer, but there are a couple of um, kind of viral type videos out there. Okay. The one I saw was... Um, was kind of a, was kind of a, a promotional ad for the space station and the life available right, okay. on board. Kind of like they did for Prometheus with the adverts for uh, Whale and Utah. Yeah, yeah. Fassbender's model of robot. That kind yeah. Of. Um, October. I don't have any notes. I just have the titles of two sequels: Thor Two: The Dark World. Yeah. And yeah. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs Two. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really like the first one. Yeah, I know. I, I for me, um, Thor was all right. Again, I'm not massively interested in him as a character, but I'll probably watch the second one on DVD or Blu-ray. And I, I didn't really get into Cloud of a Chance of Meat. Really? No. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Mostly, mostly for Neil Patrick Harris as the monkey. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I really like Bruce Campbell as the, as the yeah. mayor. In that's it. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of those films I enjoyed far more than I should have. <laughs> yeah. 
The only I haven't got I couldn't I haven't got anything for kind of like November and December, and that's right. quite a way off. But yeah. there's one film. It has a US release date, but nothing in the UK yet. Right. And it's related to something we covered way back on the podcast. Okay. It's called Upstream Colour. Mm. And it's uh by Shane Carruth. Right. Who oh. made Primer. Oh. And it looks just as mind fucky as that. Okay. I have okay. <clears throat> I have the IMDB synopsis. Right. Which just says, a man and a woman are drawn together, entangled in the life cycle of an ageless organism. Identity becomes an illusion as they struggle to assemble the loose fragments of wrecked lives. Jesus. Yeah. I've seen a trailer which has two lines in it. Right. And I wrote them both down. Okay. I'm going to do the second one first. Right. Which is, they won't come out. Right. And the other, only other line in the trailer is... I have to apologise. I was born with a disfigurement with my, where my head is made of the same material as the sun. Okay. It looks it looks just as brain squishingly insane as yeah. Primer. Okay, that's but interesting. maybe on a slightly larger budget. And again, yeah. it's him writing, directing, and starring. Right. That's interesting because I remember you saying that he was just like not interested in doing it ever again after Primer. So I wonder what's changed. Oh, no, I haven't read anything like that. Oh, really? I thought he was lo- just like, he, was, I can't, um, he has a long gestating project called Atopiary. Right. Which has been around for ages and ages and okay. just kind of I thought nothing happened. Maybe I've got that confused with somebody else. Yeah. But um, I'm interested just because I, I love Primer. Yeah. Uh, that will be intriguing. Yeah. So that should be um, should be fun. Yeah. You got anything else on your list or have we covered everything? No, we've covered everything. We've been going a long time. This probably should have been a show all of its own. Yeah, quite possibly. I didn't expect to take that long. And no. also, we have an email. Carl oh, Buxton yeah. sent us a long, multi-part email. Yeah, we will be coming back to this email yes. routinely throughout uh, the podcast. Uh, and he has a section in it. Entire, he split it up into sections, which is very handy. <laughs> right. He has a section called 2013 and Associated Trailers. Right. I'm only capable of thinking up to six months ahead, so here goes. <laughs> uh, I've watched several trailers and promos in an effort to get myself to like it, but I just can't. Uh, Die Hard 5 looks like a steaming pile of turd, and that's coming from a Die Hard, Die Hard fan. Right. Yes, including 4.0. I've never liked the li- the Iron Man films thus far, but the full trailer for Iron Man 3 is filling me with confidence. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I recently found I was super impressed with the recent trailer for Now You See Me. Oh, that's one we didn't cover, mostly because I thought it looked like shit. <laughs> um, kind of looks like a cross between 21 uh, Steven Soderbergh's Ocean's Eleven and The Prestige and if anything else the cast look like they're having a ball hmm. uh, it is now who directed it it's Louis Leterrier okay uh, he of The Transporter yeah. and one of the Hulk movies and Clash of the Titans yes um, and it's a group of Vegas magicians including Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg right who rob banks okay in the middle of their own stage shows oh that sounds that yeah. sounds like it could be quite cool yeah actually. i don't like the trailer okay because it takes it into the the world of the prestige which is oh could it be real magic and i'm like right. no fuck off i just want a clever way of illusionists doing being it. able to do yeah. it as part of an illusion yeah, yeah. it's quite funny my <laughs> completely off topic kind of on the subject of magic my niece got a little magic set for christmas okay she's only six right um and she wanted me to kind of show her like show her some magic and i was kind of trying to show her thing little things and bits mm. and pieces i like I'm, I, I don't know magic i could yeah. fake some sleight of hand and things yeah. like that which is fine um 
But it's it dawned on me as I was trying to show her that she didn't understand the concept of the trick. She actually thought it was still magic. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is the movie for her. Yeah. So it, I suddenly realised, oh, this is this isn't going to work. She's not mm. going to be able to do anything unless unless I accident I set something up and it surprises her mm. sort of thing. So whilst I was showing her things, I was trying and doing little fake slight bits of slight hand at mm. the same time and it, it was it was quite good fun watching her expecting something to happen and then actually having something else happen mm. like so she one of these things was like a little egg that split in two and you're supposed to do something with it mm. and 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 she was showing like showing me how it opened as as a magic trick just saying look i've opened it and i, I was like, oh let me have a go and then i had i'd have a go but what she didn't see is when i was having a go i was putting things inside it when she wasn't looking right. so when i opened it there was loads of stuff in it <laughs> so yeah but yeah it's kind of interesting that that i wonder what point you get to where you, where you kind of go okay yeah it is a trick and i know it's a trick but there's something magical about it and you know mm. it's fun it's, you can play with it i think mm. right that's the end that's of that yeah. yeah that's 35 minutes some people aren't going to get back yeah um we should do what this show's all about really yeah. Which is uh, the pictures and the reviews. Yeah. If you've never heard one of these shows before, if this is your first, I do apologise. It doesn't usually go like this. No, it doesn't, no. Uh, there's not usually 40 minutes of waffle at the beginning. No. Um, what are we doing? Let's start with Jump Street. Okie dokie. Because effectively we're reviewing three films with yeah. Kill Bill being two parts. Oh, this show's going to go like <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be long. <laughs> oh, I wanted to go home at some <laughs> point tonight. Um, so let's do, let's do Jump Street first. All right. Uh, and then we'll do Kill Bill after because right. we'll I'll probably have a bit more set to set it up then. Yeah, do a quick. Okay. Uh, Jonah Hill is a chubby nerd. No typecasting there. No. Uh, Channing Tatum is a handsome jock who bullies him in school. Yeah. Um, they both end up going to police academy where they realize that they need each other if they're going to get into the force. So uh, Tatum helps uh, Hill with the physical stuff, coaches yeah. him through all the assault courses and that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and Hill helps Tatum with the academic side of it. Yeah. Uh, they are then put into. Due to their youthful looks, they're put yeah. into the Jump Street program, uh, which is uh, a mission to infiltrate and expose a high school drug dealing ring. Yeah. Uh, but things have changed since they were last in school. Yes. Um, that's essentially the opening 10 minutes of the film. Pretty much, yeah. And, and then it there's a up, whole movie. Yeah, you yeah. could have made an entire movie out uh, of those two helping could. each other through police academy. Oh, absolutely, and yeah. Judging by the way it's montaged, there probably is enough for <laughs> yeah, yeah. to um yeah. to do that. Um, the, I pitched this to Tom mostly because I thought it was, it would be a nice easy watch to end the year. Yeah. Um, and because it really surprised me how funny I thought it was. I put yeah. it on expecting to get two or three laughs out of it as I had it on the background. Yeah. I ended up watching every frame and laughing my ass off for two hours solid. Yeah. Um. So let's see if Tom did as well. I I definitely did. Good. I I. I it's way funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Much and, ruder than I thought it was going to be as well. Yeah, Just like the, the language is constant. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of makes it even funnier. It does. And one of the things that really struck me was um, it, the guys that wrote it and the people making it have a really, really clear idea of what it is. Mm. And I think now it's coming back to me. I think they're the guys who made Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Phil, it's Phil Lord and I can't remember the other guy's name. Yeah. They, yeah, they're the guys who made Cloudy with a oh, Chance really? of Meatballs. Yeah. Oh, weird. Really? If I'm wrong, then I'll edit this out. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or I might sleep in and look like a twat. Yeah. Carry on. Um, so my my initial thing was the thing I could relate this to most is also a TV show that was revamped into a film mm. 
But the only way they could do it was not to spoof it, but to make it into a comedy. Mm. And it's the uh, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller version of Starsky and Hutch. Okay. It's got that same kind of feel to yeah, it. Well, I it's like, like this more than I liked that. Right, okay. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen that for a long time. I no, really, nor have I, and I've only seen it once. No, so this reminded me, it was kind of, for me, it's a mix of that, Mean Girls, and Superbad. If you combine those three films, you kind okay. of get the tone of this one. Fine. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, I found myself mostly laughing at Channing, Channing Tatum. Yes. Because he's he's got brilliant comic timing. Yes. And I, I love the I just there's a bit I love, I love the idea of him just turning into a science nerd. Yeah, it's quite funny. <laughs> what what I really liked was I mean, Jonah Hill is really good, yeah. but he didn't do anything that I haven't seen him do before. No, apart from be a bit thinner yeah, and run yeah. around with a gun. <laughs> yeah, um, whereas Channing Tatum was doing something that I've never seen him do before. Mm. Um, but we've, as we said when we, I pitched we've it, all, we've always thought he could because we've had to deal with him in exactly. Si- it makes us sound like utter twat, but yeah. we've had to deal with him in situations absolutely, yeah, off screen if yes. you like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's always been he's a very nice guy. He's uh, very uh, much more intelligent than you would think, yeah, uh, and he's got a very dry sense of humour. He's a very, very funny much, guy. Yeah. Um, the thing that made me laugh out loud for the first time, mm. I watched this on my own mm. and due to my erratic sleeping pants. Plan, so I was actually watching it at like nine thirty in the morning. Okay, and uh, the the thing, the first thing that made me laugh out loud was Korean Jesus. Yes, I've written that down. I, I love um, Ice Cube, who's like the angry <laughs> yeah, captain. He's yeah. like, hey, stop bothering Korean Jesus. Jesus. He ain't got time for your shit. Yeah. He's busy dealing with Korean stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I'll, I'll go back to the, the the tone of this as well. Is that it completely knows what it is oh they say out loud absolutely like nick, uh, nick offerman who yeah. plays the the other captain in yeah the police station. he's basically this is a revamp of an 80s america's not everyone upstairs has run out of ideas yeah. and they, yeah. they just lay it on the table and report to jump street yeah 37 jump street no, that doesn't sound quite right yeah. yeah and and then you get to ice cube as the angry black captain yeah. and he's like i'm an angry black captain <laughs> yeah. and all i'm trying to say is embrace your stereotypes and it's yeah. like okay you, you can't really it's the sort of thing you can't knock it. You just have to kind of go with it. So you're like, okay, you know what you're doing, and I'm going to go along for the ride at the same time. Yes. Um, there's actually there's one scene in the film that I think is out of place, and I don't I, to this day I've no idea why it's in there. Which one's that? Where they're practicing getting run over. Yeah. It doesn't pay off at any. No, point. it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It has no place in the narrative. They could have very easily just gone and got the car and then just shown up. Absolutely. At, yeah. That is a bit. Weird. We are not explaining anything about the story no, as we go. I, I don't think you need to really. I think to be honest, for me, this is the sort of movie you just. It it's effectively kind of like a beer and pizza movie. If you want a, a good fun evening, just yeah. stick it on and, yeah. and watch it and laugh at it. Um, there was one person in this that I thought was really funny and mm. underutilised, which was a shame, and that's the woman who played the chemistry teacher. Her I, interactions I think a lot with of Channing her story Tatum. Was cut. I, I think so too. That's th- and there's a bit at the end where there are two major scenes with her and Channing Tatum. The one where they first yeah. meet, and the one where is right at the end of yeah. the, at the prom. And there are bits in that scene at the end at the prom. You can see Channing Tatum is trying so yes. hard not to yes. laugh because she's know. just absolutely there's brilliant. A bit, actually, there's a bit in the end scene of the film where you can see him trying not to <laughs> yeah, laugh yeah. as well. And because uh, she she's basically living out every reaction any woman seems to have to Channing Tatum. Yes. That, that she, she just is just falls in love with him and lusts after yes. him, but has to restrain herself because she thinks he's a student. And it's just, yeah. she plays it brilliantly. And her words slip brilliantly. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah she's very good at it. Yeah. I, d- I essentially just end up writing down a whole bunch of lines I like. Yeah. <laughs> you punch a little gay black kid in the face and it's not even second period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love... And there's basically... Uh, there's a whole sequence where the pair of them have to try the drug that they're yes. doing, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, and and it goes through these stages. That whole sequence is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But there are three lines in that all of Channing Tatum's, which I absolutely loved. Is that the scene where they're confronted by Rob Riggle as yes. the teacher when yeah. they come back? But it's they all come after that, right? And it's the next scene after that is you, you like you get this super overconfidence. So. Channing yeah. Tatum goes into his chemistry class and he's, you just see like the whiteboard's point of view as he's <laughs> scribbling on it and he's yeah. going like every science every uh, sci-fi movie you can think of like Back to the Future yeah. he's blabbering all of this kind of pseudo science speak yeah, based so on movies flux capacitors and lightsabers and yeah, all yeah. kinds of things like that so yeah, he's going, sure. and he just goes fuck you science yeah. stands away and the board is just covered in fours yeah <laughs> did you see the alternate take of that that's in the uh that's in the uh, end credits yeah it's just yeah, boobs. Where it's just boobs all <laughs> yeah. over the board yeah, and then he kind of has that payoff. Or he, you know, that's the first one, and the next one he's in the music room going absolutely mad. Yes, and then he just screams, he jumps through the gong. gong. Yeah, but as he does it, he just goes, "Fuck you, Miles Davis!" Yes. And I was just like, "Where did that come from?" Yeah. And then the payoff to that is when he's finally like, "I know why this school is just. I don't yeah. understand this school, but I know why it's like this. It's Glee. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, Glee." Glee. <laughs> um, Dave Franco. James Franco's little brother. Yeah. I spent the first probably 50% of the movie going, who's that bloke? I know who that is. (laughs) I reckon. I I, I I know I've not seen him anything. That guy. He looks, I I know his face and he sounds so familiar. And then it got, I was like, oh, right. He's not who I think he is, but he looks very like him. And he has, uh, I mentioned before, he has one moment that makes you realize why his character is the way he is and it's tiny right where um uh uh tatum has bugged his phone yeah and hill goes around to a party at yeah. this guy's house or like just like a little gathering at this yeah. guy's house and as they're walking in um hill says you're so lucky your parents don't give a shit about you yes and you see franco in front of him and his face drops and he goes yeah yeah, and that explains everything about his character in a single word. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, there are. And this is what I also liked about this film is that if you really pay attention, there are some really nice little moments, and there's a lot of little subtle gags. Yeah, there's loads of tiny. I said, yes, well away from the microphone <laughs> there. Well there, done, Kieran. There, there's loads of tiny little things that um, Tatum says under his breath mm. that are really funny, and mm. and it's kind of like it's interesting that he's choosing to kind of pull those moments down and mm. bury them a bit mm. whereas you'd think most people would probably kind of amp them up a yeah. bit and it, it's kind of interesting the way yeah. they've done it um, I, lo- I love the running gag about what explodes and what doesn't I was going to talk about the car <laughs> yeah. chase because that is hysterically funny to yeah. me that whole scene is brilliant because <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, they're just marvelling at oh, why didn't that explode I, lo- I, love, I also love the bit that sets that up where they're spying on the bikers yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like they see us pretend you're sucking my dick yeah. why am I sucking you well you're in a fucking Peter Pan costume, costume yeah. <laughs> oh, fine. and also when they're running yeah. it's like run faster it's like, I can't I'm wearing tights to station replies i wear skinny jeans they're the same thing <laughs> yeah yeah um i told you there was a good tooling up montage 
Yeah. Where, get, where it's them putting on guns, but also getting ready for prom, <laughs> prom at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and he's like, let me sort out your tie. Hang on, yeah. your shotgun's too low. Yeah. Yeah, it's some nice stuff there. Mm. Uh, and something we haven't talked about, and this is a massive spoiler, because oh, yeah. I didn't want to give it away, are the cameos. Yes. Uh, the, the one cameo in particular at the end. Yeah, now that, I did, I did a, I, I literally did a double take. Yeah. And I was like, how the hell did they pull that off? Yeah. Um, that is that is such a coup. I had heard the rumours about it right. before I, when I, it I came out. I didn't know. Idea. Uh, and but I forgot right. until they do the reveal yeah. where uh if you don't want to hear yeah switch off now yeah uh where one of the bikers pulls his own face off yeah. and underneath is Johnny Depp yeah who was in the TV show 21 Jump Street Absolutely. and has been undercover all, all this time. time yeah and you kind of think <laughs> it's like I got my penis tattoo <laughs> yeah. for this gig yeah. well I'm pretty sure the other guy that reveals himself was also in the TV series. But not he wasn't the other main guy. No, The other main guy it. only appears on the TV because they're watching right. 21 Jump Street on the TV when that shootout starts. Right, okay. And the guy, maybe he turned down a cameo. Right. Uh, but uh, his face appears on the TV and then the TV gets shot. Right. <laughs> So, yeah. but yeah. The, Seeing jo- yeah, the Johnny Depp reveal yeah. was absolutely brilliant. And you can see that he's loving every minute of being in it. Yeah. You know, and it... I, you you kind of get the, the impression he's got a pretty decent sense of humour about this yeah. kind of stuff. I'm just amazed that they actually found like two days where they could get him to come and do it. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. That for me it was just like, okay, these guys have really thought this out and yeah. they've really pitched this right. If yeah. they've if they've got enough clout and they've done this well enough to get him to come mm. in and do that, then they've 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 he's got just, it spot on. You see him as part of the gang earlier on. You do, yeah. Because that's what I was thinking. He's just a henchman. He's just a biker. Yeah, generic just a, biker. yeah, he is. And I was thinking and thinking, oh, maybe they just got him in for a day to do this scene. Yeah. And I thought, well, no, hang on, because he's yeah. been in the film yeah, previously. Because he's at the beginning. Yeah. He's in. He's in part of the car chase. Yeah. It's all that character, you know. Yeah. The, that uh, unless they've together. got a really good double. Maybe they did. Maybe Which they used his lighting double and kept him at the back. Maybe. Yeah. But, but yeah, I was. Thinking no, there's that, definitely close-ups at the beginning are, where yeah. they bust the bikers mm, for the drugs are. in the yeah. park. That scene. Yeah. Uh, of itself is, is yeah. funny with John Hill attempting to chase a fat biker who's running <laughs> yeah. on his bicycle and coming nowhere near him yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the, uh, the other running gag that runs through is uh, Tatum not being able to remember the Miranda rights yes yeah. did you just say you have the right to be an attorney <laughs> well you what do you have the right to be an attorney you can be whatever you want technically he's correct and the payoff is him getting it right at the end yeah. After they've shot Rob Rickles' cock off. Yeah. <laughs> which leads to a wonderfully disgusting gag of him attempting to pick it up off the ground with his mouth. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And one of the things that I, I've, I've come away from this thinking is that the thing I want to see more than anything over the next few years mm. is an comedy action buddy movie starring Channing Tatum and The Rock. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would just be amazing well we'll see how they get on in gi joe yes yeah Interesting. i i think like proper a proper comedy but a proper action movie some decent car chases those two and then get somebody really like crazy as the villain mm. and you can't go wrong has mrs webb seen this she did yeah because mm. i actually saw i watched it i watched it on my own mm. and then I didn't make any notes because I was enjoying it yeah. so much. And then I said, watch it with me. And, mm. and she wasn't that bothered. And she said, it's all right. But the thing is, I don't think she was paying enough attention because she was kind of on the laptop yeah. and doing things like that. And I know it's a silly kind of comedy mm. film, but 
if you pay attention, it's really funny. Mm. And I, I just, you know, I, just, I don't think she gave it what because I pitched to this to you, really. figuring you'd end up watching it together because you're familiar yeah, with the film. Yeah, and absolutely. I thought she would come out liking it much more than it, you. Yeah, so did I actually. And I, I was, I was, I thought it was a bit of a shame. So maybe, maybe we'll watch it again another time. She basically, she, she thought it was very similar to the other guys, which she thinks she prefers, which is well. Yeah. And I, I, I thought it was okay, but I've, yeah, I, right. I, I found this funny was funnier. Stuff in it. I'd, uh, I've seen the unrated version, which yeah. has got some extra gags, which are very funny. Yeah. Um, I think that's the, bit I, the one I've seen, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I really enjoyed this. Mm. Uh, Kyle in the massive email of Doom. Talks of 21 Jump Street. Excellent. He says, much like Kieran, I enjoyed this far more than I was expecting to. Mm. I was getting very tired of Jonah Hill's usual fat, lazy, schlub shtick. That's not easy. (laughs) And having only ever seen Channing Tatum in Fighting G.I. Joe and Dear John, the second of which made me want to rip my eyeballs from their sockets (laughs) afterward, I had come to the conclusion that it was his body winning him roles rather than having any actual acting ability. Yeah. However, it turns out that J.H. knows how to lose weight and that C.T. has some fantastic comedy chops. Mm. Not only that, but their chemistry is just magical. I'm very fussy when it comes to comedy, but this had me in stitches from beginning to end. So much so, I would welcome a sequel. Yeah, yeah, and I think there there is one planned. Oh, good. I, I, well, that is something about something I mentioned. They do set one up. Yeah, certainly. Something I mentioned is that the chemistry and kind of like the bromance part. Yes. Between Hill and Tatum mm. is really good and kind of quite sweet. Yeah, absolutely. And what I think makes it really nice is that it's it's kind of. Tatum's reformed jock that really works at their relationship. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he's like, I thought we were yeah, brothers. And Hill's I want to kind of become because being nerdy yeah. is now cool. Yeah. And he kind of fools him with yeah. what are now the cool. Well, it's kids. like the whole Mean Girls thing, isn't it? You yeah. Know, you, you've got, um, well, what's her name? I can't remember. Lindsay Lohan's character yes. kind of being really cool and nice to the nice people and then drifting away as she gets mm. drawn in. Mm. And it, it kind of had that yes. feel to it. Yeah. Okie dokie. Lindsay Lohan is Jonah Hill. That's kind of weird. Lindsay Lohan is shaped like Jonah Hill these days. Is she? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, what are we on to next? We need to talk about Kill Bill. Yeah, we do. Because you made me watch four hours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, do you want me to recap? Yeah, you explain why. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I will talk about two movies. Okay, so um, like I said, I'm, I'm a bit hit and miss with Tarantino. There are ones I like and ones I don't. Um, my two favourite ones really are Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill Volume 2. Um, I couldn't really pitch Kill Bill Volume 2 to Kieran knowing he hadn't seen it without pitching him the first one. Yeah. so I think I, I'd be missing something. If exactly. I so, I, and I kind of thought, in, in my opinion, I prefer, if I'm going to watch them, I like to watch them back to back as one film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do actually personally think that you probably could have made one film out of the two of them and made it less than four hours long. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, it's a very uh, basic, simple plot. A bride wakes up from a coma and seeks on a re- seeks revenge on the people that put her there, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she was an assassin and they are assassins, so there's lots of fighting involved. And it's just a chop-socky revenge film, really. Yep. Um, what did you think of it? Um, I watched... The, I did actually watch them back-to-back, right. breaking only to refill my glass of water that's and have fine. a pee in yeah. between. Um, so my notes are actually quite linear. Okay. Um, I can sum it up. Right. Liked one, don't like two. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because nothing happens in part two. Really? This Right. I think you can take half an hour or 40 minutes yeah. of part two 
stick it in part one, have a complete movie. It would be a bit long. It run a bit, it would run just under Maybe two three. and a half hours, right. maybe. Um, part one's not that long. Right. Part one's only a hundred minutes. Right. Um, See, for me, part one is just a, a kind of a collection of kind of actiony scenes, whereas part two is where the plot is. But you could link those two together without oh, much absolutely. difficulty. No, yeah, I totally agree. You um, could. I don't even see Michael Madsen getting fired. That whole scene is entirely extraneous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't need to see David Carradine playing flute in the desert. Right. That's entirely extraneous. There's, yeah. There was so much stuff that's just not required in part two. Right. Um, and part two's the longer one as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think you could make a, a more solid single movie. Oh, definitely. Mm. And there would be so much stuff I would cut out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just a ridiculous amount. Mm. Um I this is getting difficult because uh, all I have in my head is the line I was going to end my review with. Fine, that's um, but uh, I don't want to blow that just yet. We're going to. Um, well, why don't you go through things like you, you liked about it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I liked a lot of the action mm-hmm. because I love martial arts movies. And Yun Wu Ping. This is Yun Wu Ping and his stunt team. Yeah. Who uh, uh, you can't really go wrong with. No. Them, to be well, uh, no. Diehard fans will know him from like proper action movies but he's best known in the west for doing the action for the matrix and Crou- crouching tiger yeah absolutely yeah. um but he is a long-standing yeah, yeah. martial arts choreographer yeah, if you like late 70s early 80s jackie chan uh different style yeah but he did he did a lot of that yeah okay he did drunken master didn't maybe he? snake and eagle shadow yeah We're getting off topic anyway um i could probably go through Roughly in order. Um, I can lip read pretty well, so I knew what the bride's name was from the beginning, even though they bleep it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I didn't quite get that, to be honest. But, no, yeah. it's a bit daft. Uh, yeah. And um, it's printed on her airline ticket. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is also a bit daft. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, the first, not the first note, the second note I wrote is, you can't just appropriate the Shaw Brothers logo like that, can you? <laughs> um. Vivica Fox's kid. Yes. Right. Uh, sorry, this is just going to be a mishmash, much like yeah. the movie itself, movies themselves. Yeah. Tarantino can do great scenes, cannot make a great movie unless it's called Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, he just there's he just has no narrative glue. No. But there's loads of individual scenes, great yeah. scenes, and this is this is no different. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. Um, Okay, I, all right, let's just run through the notes. That's going to be the easiest way. Um, there's no way uh, Vivica Fox's kid is four. It's at <laughs> least seven. Yeah. And if the kid is supposed to be four, what the hell is she doing on a school bus on her own? <laughs> That's bad parenting. Yeah. Um, that That is the potential story for Kill Bill Volume 3, should it ever happen. Is... Uh, that's what I thought. When I finished the final thing, okay, is, okay number three is that child. Older older yeah. attempting to hunt down the bride yeah. but the bride's dead and oh, all that's right. left is the bride's daughter. daughter oh that's quite an interesting there we idea. go yeah. and it's a black kid white kid showdown <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> um if this is the martial arts revenge movie yeah why is everybody talking like they're in a black exploitation western yeah uh, for all of his much vaunted dialogue i hated the dialogue in these movies it was awful now there was there's i think it's in um death proof mm-hmm uh, where it's got to the point now where the actors are like, this is how you speak Darren Tarantino dialogue. Mm. And it's becoming, in that, to me, it's a parody. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it does, In there are scenes in this where some people don't do it as well as others. Mm. Um, 
but it's not the thing I you know I would dislike particularly about this. I Death Proof it really annoys me. It's just. In fact, the only movie I can think of where they don't do it is Inglorious Bastards. Right. You see, I watched this and I can't remember. As I said, Tarantino was kind of like faces for his for his dialogue. Yeah. Can't remember one line from all of this four hours of shit yeah. I've just watched. No. Um, yeah, and some of it is just excruciating. Mm. Um, I should probably start being positive and talking about things I like. <laughs> the anime scene is brilliantly ridiculous. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, but again, you could easily cut it. You could, yeah. It's not strictly required, is no, it? No, no. Um, but it is very cool. And somebody who I really liked, who I thought was actually the star of the first part is Sonny Chiba's cameo as the yes. sword maker. Yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. He's really he's good. Just, he's just oozing charisma from the... He just lights up the screen. Yeah. And his his mate, whose name I can't remember, reminded me... The bald me, guy. Yeah, it reminded me of Jiro's eldest son. <laughs> yes. From yeah. Jiro Jesus Sushi. Yes. Um, yeah, interesting enough, Sonny Chiba actually, his main hobby is making katanas. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I keep uh, something I've been meaning to do for years is to dig out his old his Street Fighter movies yeah, and watch yeah, them, and yeah. I've never got round to it. I have because they're either. supposed to be ridiculous. Oh, maybe I should look on Netflix. Actually, yeah, maybe they did I was a little box set thing. of DVDs a few years ago, and I meant to buy it, and I just never got round to it. Yeah. Um, what do I put? What do I put? Sorry, I can't read my own notes. <laughs> I really liked. Uh, blah blah, something. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, okay. We're talking about talking about the action. Okay, yeah. I really liked all the action until the wires come out in the fight with Gogo. Yeah, and then it just gets a bit ridiculous. Yeah. How did I end up doing that? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, That's my my notepad just fell out of my hand and has landed in a perfect kind of it's spiral bound down the middle. It's landed in a perfect A shape on the desk. <laughs> just pick that off and try again. <clears throat> um. Did yeah, it's annoying. This is so difficult for me to review. That's fair enough. Um. It's one of those things where I know you can't. Your overall feeling is, oh, I don't really like it. There are bits I do like, but I don't really like it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow my final line. Is I may watch volume one again. I will never watch volume two again. Really? Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, I don't know why I like. I just prefer volume two. I ended up. I think it's because I like. I mean, I love the Pi May sequence. And that's in volume two. I didn't like it that much. Really? It was too. I'm going to say it's too cartoony, but there's a whole lot of cartoony stuff. In yeah. This. Um, and I thought Gordon Liu was very good at that role, mm. but that's something he knows inside out. Yeah. Having, you Absolutely, know, he yeah. made most of the movies that that's based on. It's yeah. probably, he's played that character a yeah. hundred uh, times. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did I write? Volume one is Coke. Mm. Volume two is weed. <laughs> right. Because volume one is, it is the action. Yeah, it's all full on action. And the other one I wrote is, uh, who was, oh, gee, if I stop hitting my microphone, that'd be a good idea. Um, <laughs> what I actually wrote about volume two is written stone post-produced on coke. Right. <laughs> it just has that, it has the, when Carradine does the Superman soliloquy. Yeah. And I'm like, that is two stoners. Yeah. Just. <laughs> it is. Talking. That, yeah, in, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, oh. I'm I'm all over the place here. Hey, I'm doing it non-linear like the movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chapter one, Kieran does not like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Hold on. Final chapter. Still an hour to go. <laughs> 
Um, I wanted to press fast forward. Right. Because part two moves so slowly. Yeah. Um, and I just, I completely lost interest. Yeah, I was interesting. By the time volume one finished, I was up for it. Yeah. I thought, oh, great. If it carries on like this, brilliant. Yeah. And then it just, it just peters out. Absolutely killed the momentum. Hmm. Um, I've never noticed that before. I don't know why. Oh, no, it just, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. All right, let's be good. Let's talk about um, the stuff I liked. <laughs> I like the crazy 88 fight. Yeah. Because that's mental. Yeah, that is uh, absolutely insane. Uh, I read a quote from, what's her name? Julie Dreyfus, yeah. who plays the, the translator, yes. yeah. who is legitimately fluent in French, English, and Japanese. Yes, yeah. Well, she's in uh, Inglorious Bastards as the translator. Mm. Uh, uh, she was the, um, she was something to do with the casting in Japan. Right. Uh, okay. She wasn't really an actress. Oh, oh. she'd done some, some small yeah, things. Yeah, I think um, she'd done some French films, actually. And Yeah. Um, and uh, ended up getting the role because because she spoke right. fluent Japanese yeah. and whatnot. Um, she said on the last day of shooting that, it was just ridiculous. You'd step over all the bodies, try not to slip over in the blood, <laughs> and, go and make your way to your spot on set. Get on with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, 450 gallons of blood. Yeah. Um consistently looks beautiful mm. uh the cinematography yeah, is great and yeah. there's some really interesting shot choices and whatnot mm. uh and the second the second half of volume yeah the entire second half of volume one is absolute insanity mm. uh i really enjoyed that All right that was of of the whole thing yeah uh, <laughs> i'm really good with words me. <laughs> yeah um, I, the second half of volume one is what I enjoyed most. Okay, fine. Um, That's when it's at its most like mental and ridiculous and yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I also wrote oddly, um, Uma Thurman really suits black and white. Really? Yeah. I just end up thinking Uma Thurman's got really strange feet. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <clears throat> I read you verbatim. Right. I know it's QT's fetish, but half an hour in and I'm already sick of shots of Uma Thurman's <laughs> yeah. manky feet. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah. the wiggle your toe thing in yes. the back of the, yeah. the car. Okay. So there's a bright yellow pickup truck called the Pussy Wagon. Yeah. She steals the keys. Which I have to just quickly interject in the TV cut. It's the uh, party wagon, isn't it? It's the party wagon, yes. yeah, which they call um, she ends up inside this, apparently for 13 hours after dragging herself there in a yeah, wheelchair because yeah. her legs don't work, right? In a hospital car park. Yeah. Nobody noticed her in the back of this car for 13... This bright yellow car yeah. for 13 hours because yeah. we see... The owner of which they must have found dead in a yes, room somewhere. <laughs> yes. Um, other cars have pulled away <laughs> yeah. and the wheelchair that she discarded to get in there has gone by the time she leaves. <laughs> so somebody showed up and collected the wheelchair, did not notice a six-foot blonde asleep in the back of a bright yellow pussy wagon car. <laughs> trying to wiggle her toes. Trying to wiggle her toes. <laughs> Retarded. Yeah. Um, that's my logic brain kicking in. Yeah. Um, oh, what have I got? How <laughs> have I never noticed before that Lucy Lou's eyes are different shapes? Mm-hmm. Unless it's something they did with makeup for this film. I don't think so. Bizarre. Yeah. Uh, uh, I wrote down the, the Wilhelm scream in the Crazy 88 fight. I love spotting those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm tired now. <laughs> Volume two. I do wish people would stop spitting at each other. <laughs> that happens quite a lot. It does. Yeah. There's a lot of gob and <laughs> yeah. phlegm. Uh, I like uh, the bookseller from Fringe shows up. 
Does the, yeah, the funny little there's a funny little dwarf bloke. Yeah, uh, and he is uh, he runs the bookstore in Fringe. Yeah, He's got a, I know who you mean. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't place him in the film. I though. can't remember what the name is. Car- oh, he helps Michael Madsen dig the grave. Well, no, he oh, is digging the grave right, when Madsen yeah, yeah, yeah. shows up. Yep, pulls him out the hole, pulls up his stepladder. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> I did like they managed to get the line "Once upon a time in China" in, thereby <laughs> referencing a modern martial arts classic. Yeah. Um. I laughed once where she one inch punches the wall in her sleep. For some reason, yeah, I found yeah, that really yeah, funny. That's a, a yeah. nice little clever idea. Um, yeah. I know it might be because I, I'm a martial arts action kind of guy, uh, but I really enjoyed the um, the trailer fight between yes. Daryl Hannah. That is brilliant. It is really good. Yeah. I, um, I mean, there there's a few... Um, when you, I mean, there's a few kind of confined space fights mm. that are, are, are really good. Mm. What I like about that one is that it's it's not just, it's quite feral. Yeah, it's not it's, neat martial arts. No, and it's uh, Yun Wu Ping's strength. Um, some uh, something he did for the Matrix, which was teaching actors to fight. Yes, and working for their own particular style. Yeah, and, and their strengths. Strength. Yeah, yeah. So. In other fights, for example, when there's swords being swung around, yeah. they do quite a lot in one take. Yeah. This, it's two techniques cut, two techniques, techniques cut. cut yeah. Just keeping it very short and simple so they can have the actors doing most of it themselves. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I did not need to see Daryl Hannah's eye getting stepped on. Oh, yeah. That was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she freaks out and destroys the bathroom, apparently she really hurt herself doing I, I that. I can imagine. Because that yeah. was an ad lib. Right. Uh, she was just like going crazy because she thought it would be funny. Yeah. Uh, and so did Tarantino, so he left it in. Right. And she apparently really injured herself doing <laughs> I'm it. I'm not surprised. She goes mental yeah. in um, Of mumbling Michael Parks. Yeah. Who mumbles much less than he does as the same character from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Uh, heavily accented Sonny Chiba. The guy mm. I'm finding having the most trouble understanding is the old Hispanic fella. Who is Michael like, Parks? I know. It's amazing, just, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, when I was just like, I know he got it was supposed to be somebody else, and he got that because he filled in at the table read. Yeah, and I was just like, when I watched it the first time, I thought, oh, I wonder if I've seen that dude in anything else before, <laughs> not realizing that oh. he's the previous film as a different character. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Okay, all right, we're on to the last. This might be another record. I ended up with three pages of notes, but right. we're on to the last few here. Right. Stop talking. <laughs> right. Everybody just talks. All the time <laughs> in volume two. Yeah. Um, I did like the pregnancy test standoff. Yeah, I thought that was that was very clever and very funny. Yeah, yeah, it's an it's a really cool moment that I think. Mm. Yeah. Um. Was there any point to the truth serum? Bill shoots the bride yeah, with a does. dart later on, and he says, "Oh, it's it's my own concoction. It's, yeah. it's like the truth serum, but stronger. All the rest of that shit." Yeah. Um. He never then asks her any questions to get any truth out of her. There's no point. No. 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 Yes, Tarantino, true. you suck. <laughs> and for my final note is uh, her child is very accepting of this whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that they kind of set how that they up, let, don't how they? How they let that four-year-old kid... What movie is it she watches? Uh, Shogun Assassins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shogun Assassin is not a movie for children. <laughs> no, but I think that's the whole point, isn't it? That, that Bill's brought her up and just been completely honest with her about yeah. everything. And like teaching her about life and death and mm. violence and guns and everything from like the moment she was 
stolen from Irma Thurman. So I think that's um, kind Irma of... Thurman. Yeah, Irma Thurman. Irma Thurman. Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of, you know, that kind of follows through, really. Mm. And I think, again, would set up... Yes. Volume 3, if that ever happens. It would indeed. So, yes, in, conclu- <laughs> in conclusion, I'll watch the first one again. I'm never going to watch the second interesting. one again. That is really interesting. But I think I could probably select all the scenes mm. I think you could just take out of the second one yeah. and put into the first yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, again, I, like I said, when I pitched it, I definitely think you could make it into one film. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, pitches, I guess. Uh, no pitches just yet. Uh, back to Kyle's email. Oh, right. Because okay. he also wrote about Kill Bill. Excellent. Where he says, uh, sorry to play devil's advocate here, but I think that Quentin Tarantino's films are somewhat overrated. There's no doubt that he's a talented filmmaker, but I find that many of his films to be insufferably self-indulgent and pompous that said i really do enjoy kill bill volume one and death proof which is interesting because nobody seems to enjoy death proof yeah um it's not that i think volume one is better than two but rather than rather that the latter is much more ridiculous than the former the moment that she punched slash climbed her way out of the grave my brain switched off i know the whole film setting is ramped up but that was just complete bull and ruined the rest of the film for me interesting here we go um, well, as we have been recording, right? Uh, we've also had a tweet from at Grasmatron. Ooh. Uh, 21 Jump Street. So much better than it had any right to be. Great one-liners, slapstick, and the crazy drug scene inserts. Great fun. Awesome. So, yeah. It seems that that seems to be like impressing people more than they think it should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I think it surprised a lot of people. I think it so, was, too, uh, yeah. I, I suspect also that a lot of people didn't bother going to see it because of what they thought it was going to be. Yes, that so too. I suspect that it will do a lot better on like uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Oh and, yeah, yeah. I and, watched uh, it Netflix um, or Love Film or whatever. Mm, I watched it on Netflix, but I'm probably going to go and buy a DVD right. or Blu-ray. Yeah. Pitches. Pitches. You go first. Okay. I can kind of tenuously tie this into Kill Bill. Oh, okay. Because there's a clip of Kill Bill in this film. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what I'm pitching to you is it's a documentary that right. I had never heard of okay. um, about a service I didn't know existed for right. people that I didn't know needed it. <laughs> right. I'm intrigued as to what made you watch the documentary in the first place. It was just, it showed, I was flicking through Netflix just looking for something. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the. I read the synopsis and it appealed to me, so I just clicked it and then ended up really getting into it and enjoying it. Right. So, it's called Clean Flicks. Right. Clean F-L-I-X. Yeah. From 2009, and as I said, it's a documentary. Come with me to Utah. Uh, okay. Are we in Utah now? Yeah. Okay, good. I think I might see where this is going, Okay, actually. this is Mormon country. Yeah. Uh, and as it says uh, in an on-screen caption at the beginning, one of the most conservative places in the United States. Mm. In 1996, the head of the Mormon church passed down a doctrine that church members shouldn't watch R-rated films due to the corrupting nature of the sex, violence, and language. Right. The people, though, are still seeing ads, trailers, and reviews of these movies, so what do you do? The answer is you set up CleanFlix, F-L-I-C-K-S, a service that buys the DVDs, edits out the objectionable content, and sells sanitized copies to movie-loving Mormons. Wow. This, and they have the rights to do this. Oh, this is, this is right. the story of the rise and fall and legacy of Clean Fix and what happened when Hollywood found out. Right. Okay. Because that was my first thought was, wow, how was, that was anyone allowed to do it? That was my first thought as well, which is why I watched it. This sounds fascinating. Yes. <laughs> really I was, fascinating. I, yeah. Uh, I've now watched it twice because I watched right. it 
15 minutes in, I knew I was pitching this <laughs> right, to you. Uh, so I watched it all the way to the end, left it a couple of days, came back, watched it again and made notes. Right, and okay. second time round, I liked it just as much. Okay. Um, you'll meet some characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main ones really uh, are Daniel Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, a Cleanflix franchisee. Yeah. Um, and he's almost Christopher Guest character like yeah um he's a man who doesn't realize he has an ego but seems to need to feed it constantly interesting he's oddly charismatic and magnetic for a very unassuming kind of guy okay he's a mormon right the other mormon yeah is robert perry who's a fellow clean flicks franchisee and thompson's rival Oh, really? Okay. He is a man so fat, his ears are being swallowed by the sides of his own head. <laughs> he rides a Harley, and I think just a movie about their petty rivalry, <laughs> yeah. two rival Mormon video stores, would be absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's a fascinating look at conservative America, the Mormon faith, and its mm. strange, blinkered view of the world. Right. The other char- character, who I really like, I call them characters, but obviously yeah. these are real people. Yeah. Um, there's a man called Philip Sherman Gordon, PhD, right. uh, who is of the communications faculty of Utah Valley University. Mm. Um, and I don't think he is a Mormon himself, but he loves seeing them get tied in knots by their own beliefs. <laughs> right. um, especially where he sees a fight, where he sees their beliefs fight against human nature, independence and individualism. Right. And the, the glee on his face in some of his interviews is <laughs> really? just, it's unbelievable. Um, also, they talked to a couple of filmmakers are interviewed. Uh, mm. Neil Butte, who you may right. have heard of, mm-hmm. uh, who writer director of uh, In the Company of Men, yeah. who is a effectively a refugee from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. He used to be a Mormon. Right, and no longer uh, is. Because they... He wanted to make films that explored um, those kind of difficulties yeah. within the the faith, mm-hmm. and uh, they were not interested. So he's like, "Well, if I want to be a filmmaker, I don't. I have to have nothing to do with you, then." Right. That's um, interesting. And there is another filmmaker, and I'm not sure if he is actually still a Mormon as well, uh, called Richard Dutcher, who does make films that explore the difficulties okay. oh, intriguing that like such as what happened like, like premarital sex is a complete no-no yeah um but he makes films like okay well what happens when a young mormon man does have a, an inappropriate thought about a girl in a bikini on the beach right and that kind of those are yeah, the kind yeah. of things um and you know uh uh, a Mormon guy questioning because the Mormon faith is essentially what comes out of the mouth of the guy at the pulpit is has been handed down directly from God and this is law. Right. And okay. if you follow, you follow whatever that guy says because God has told him. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he, the, uh, this Richard Dutcher guy, makes films where in which his Mormon characters say, well, what if that's not right? And the church do not like him for that. No, I can imagine. So, there we go. What else can I tell you? Um you get side-by-side comparisons of the theatrically released versions of a film mm-hmm. and uh, the sanitized version. Right. I bet that's going to be amazing. It's Yeah, some of it is, is just incredible. Yeah. Um, you get this is, is there any attempt to kind of like... For example, when mm. uh, The Sound of Music got released in Germany after the war, or after, well, 
in the 50s and 60s, they cut out any reference to the Nazis mm-hmm. and turned it into an art film. Mm-hmm. Do, I mean, is there any kind of attempt to maintain the plot and or they just tack out the... Like, so, for example, if there's a violent bit, they just chop it out and shove the two bits together and hope people get... You will see. Right. You okay. will see pe- people's approaches to these things. Okay. There is one thing we'll talk about next week. It's just it's a tiny clip, uh, and my jaw hit the floor because I couldn't believe that they were able to do that to a movie. Okay. But we'll talk about that next time. Fine. And it's a tiny, tiny clip, yeah. and hopefully you'll notice it. All right. Um, it's let down in places by the quality of a couple... Of interviews, just yeah. like the there's a bit of like amateurish Cameron sound quality, but that's mm. only really for one guy. Fine. Uh, but unfortunately, he's the first person they speak to, right? And you kind of think, I was like, oh god, oh god, it's not going to be like this. But then the production quality really ramps up. Yeah. Um, this is almost fly on the wall. It's not fly on the wall. Um, that's not what I mean. I mean that this isn't the filmmakers have discovered this phenomenon and decided to make a film about it you can tell by the way it's shot that they were there the whole time this was all going on oh right i see okay and it's very it's very well edited you'll you'll understand that more once you see it's very well edited um i (laughs) i will leave you um with uh (laughs) with this you get in this movie you get religion sex violence profanity copyright Copyright law, morality, a feud, hubris, I can't read that word, irony, there we go, <laughs> twists, turns, jealousy, grammatically dubious signage, commerce, and the ex-girlfriend. Right. Because that nearly blew me out of my seat. When, right. when I'll just say the ex-girlfriend. When she showed up and the first line she speaks right. nearly knocked me on the floor. Right. But I shall leave that to enjoy it. Leave <laughs> you to enjoy that for yourself. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah. Like I said, I just I just put this on just yeah. something to watch and just it just made me my mouth was agape for <laughs> right. most of it and uh, then I ended up laughing and smiling right and uh, yeah I, like I said I had no idea this service no, went on no I can kind of understand why it yeah. evolved I, yeah. I, I totally get it but yeah I think this is also a very fair and quite a fair and balanced documentary because yeah. it's not coming in from a Hollywood side saying this is these. No. awful people are, are, are ruining mm. movies no. or anything like that and but it's also not taking it from the Mormon side no. it, it it gives all possible sides yeah. a pretty fair crack of the whip which is one of the other things I thought was really quite laudable about yeah, it yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully it hasn't been removed from Netflix by the time you get to watch it yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah I thought this was a, I thought this was a really really good documentary awesome I look forward to it actually your turn okay um, I decided to go for um, a little bit of a test, actually. Mummy, because <laughs> um, as we've discovered, there are certain we've discovered a couple of filmmakers that you really, really hate. But there's one that you apparently really yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one that you apparently really, really like and didn't realise so much. Okay. Um. So, I'm going to pitch you. One of his films that I know you haven't seen, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, that's a bit pointless to pick one I've seen. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it'll be interesting to see how you react to it. I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about it is um, it could be it it could easily be something very simplistic 
and uh, the people involved raise it above that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pitch you Stand By Me. Oh, we're talking about Rob Reiner? Yeah. Okay. So what's interesting is it's effectively on the surface a nostalgic... I like the song. Yeah. Well, okay. there you go. Good. Um, it's a nostalgic uh, look back on it. Americana, like 50s mm. kind of thing. And you think that that kind of film, Rob Reiner, mm. could get really sentimental mm-hmm. and schmorsy. The thing is, it's a Stephen King story. Mm. So it's got a lot of darkness to it and mm. a lot of depth. And then there's a lot of real... The characters have got a lot of layers to them. Mm. But then they're all played by kids. And you think, oh, mm. that that could go wrong. But all of the kids are brilliant. Mm. Um, and I'm going I'm to quickly run through the cast list. Because mm. normally in a fi- an ensemble film with kids in, one or two of them will go on to do something mm. and the rest will disappear. Mm. But this was um, Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Went on to be in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Did, I think he's done a bit of directing, that kind of stuff. River Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Went on to be dead. Went on to be dead, yeah. But, you know, proved, yeah. proved his acting skills yes, yes. before that. <laughs> Beforehand. Yeah, uh, Corey Feldman, who mm-hmm. became one of the biggest teen stars of the 80s. Voiced a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. This sliders. Is, sliders, yeah. And Scream 2, I think. And, you know, he did a lot of TV, mm-hmm. a lot of things like that. Um, you won't believe how young and fat he is. <laughs> Seriously, when this, when this kid first turns up, he'll go, where's Jerry... No, that, he's eating Jerry O'Connell. That's not Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> that, no, because you think Jerry O'Connell, quite you know, tall, handsome guy. He was, he, yeah, he was the, the, young, the tall, young, good-looking yeah. man in sliders, yeah. wasn't he's he? He's yeah. the short, fat kid. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's like, what? How the hell did that happen? <laughs> um, Salad and the gym. Yeah, the next, the the generation above them, the two main people you'll see are uh, Keith the Sutherland, mm-hmm. uh, who plays the the town bully, mm-hmm. um, and you'll see in flashback Will Wheaton's older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is played by John Cusack. Oh, right. Which, when you see them together, you think, wow, that's a brilliant pairing. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely cause spot I, on. Because I picture Martin Q. Blank yeah. and and Crusher. I can't remember his Wesley Crusher. Wesley Crusher, yeah. yeah. From Star Trek. And I, I, they don't match no, up to but me. But seriously, they do. Yeah. It's really good. Um, and the whole film is narrated and told by Richard Dreyfus, mm-hmm. who is the adult of Will Wheaton. Okay. So he's, you know, um, and he is now, he, he in his adulthood is a writer mm-hmm. and he's, he's looking back on this period of the, his, his childhood. Um, and the, the plot is absolutely simple. These four boys hear that out, like, you know, 15 miles away, there's a dead body mm-hmm. in the woods, in a river, and they decide to go and have a look and, uh, you know, become the toast of the town by discovering the body of this child that's gone missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, they, and it's just about them walking to go and see the thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But in a way, it's you know, it's not four, four short lads walking like I was going to say. It's going to be like the Hobbit, but <laughs> no, yeah, no, um, because these these people actually have character. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the, the boys discover, you know, it's, it's a coming of age story, and mm. they discover themselves and and everything they're dealing with, and. Each kid in turn gets to kind of reveal his insecurities and what he's dealing with in his family life, mm. and it's and, it, and like Stephen King, he doesn't pull any punches at all. Mm. There are some they they're dealing with very big themes of life and death and mm-hmm. the future and uh, that kind of stuff. And this, yeah, I think 
the acting is brilliant and mm. it, it's one of those movies when you watch it you go this could have been so rubbish mm. like it could have gone wrong so easily yet Rob Reiner deftly pulls yeah. it where it needs to go at all times mm. um, yeah and it's it's 80 minutes it's perfect little film as it is it, I think it's really really great excellent I was oddly for some right. reason just the other day I was thinking about Rob Reiner's career yeah as you do when you're in the shower or <laughs> yes, having yeah. a dump or whatever and, um, uh, I was thinking other than just being good at directing actors yeah. I was thinking I figured out what it is and you saying Stephen King wrote this reminds me uh, of that mm. he picks great writers to work with Think absolutely. Of, think yeah, of all yeah. the people. Absolutely. Nor Ephron. Yeah. Um, your man from the West Wing. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin. William Goldwyn. William Goldman. Stephen King. Yeah. Those are four pretty yeah. big names who absolutely. are pretty successful yeah. writers. Yeah. And then good at what they do. And then you think of things like Spinal Tap, where you've got a group of brilliant improvisers yeah. and the people who got around him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I think that's a real, a really good key, actually. They say it's all in the script. Yeah. When you're, no, like, seriously. Uh, yeah. Movie, so. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Speaking of which, yes, um, we've written one, yes, only a yes. little one, a short one, yeah, um, and we're going to try and make it this year. Absolutely, it, it's the Have You Seen New Year's resolution? Yeah, uh, Kieran and Tom are going to uh, attempt to make a short film. We've done this yeah. in the past, yeah, yeah, mostly just with a camcorder and some mates. Yeah, we. we you don't want to see how no. ridiculously young we are, <laughs> and how bad we are acting, but we're not going to be in this one. No. No, it's been a while. How much do you want to reveal? Um, we'll I probably end up talking about it a bit more as uh, yeah production progresses. Yeah, absolutely. I think what we what we'll probably do is um, this this is our this is our announcement. That our statement of intent. Yeah, we're going to make a right, short. This film. is now this is now on the internet, so yeah. we have to do it. Yeah, we're going to we're going to make a short. Well, film I said this that year. about the blog, and <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's really true, yeah. but anyway, um, yes, yeah. we're going to make a we have a producer, we yeah. have a script, we yeah. have a, we have uh, a budget in writing. Yeah, we have uh, we have our uh, camera op and we do have a, a camera op. Yes, yeah. we have someone who's uh, said they will do uh, behind the scenes stuff for us. So shoot some, um, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, whatever they turn out to be, a video blogs or a documentary yeah. to go on the DVD or yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we, this is kind of part of us making it official, really, isn't it? By yeah. announcing it here, and uh, there'll be more developments to come. Yeah. Um, no title. We won't give it has a title, but we won't tell you that yet. Yeah. Um yeah. we'll just say uh, that it's uh, a a short comedy. Yeah. That'll do, won't it? Yeah, I think so. We hope it's funny. The producer yeah. laughed when she read the script, so that's always a good sign. Absolutely, yeah. And so did the guy who's gonna be our camera. Yeah, so go. that's good. Um yeah, because I think, you know, we you know, do do this podcast and we do talk about movies and mm. that kind of stuff. But we're putting our money where our mouth is. Exactly, yeah. I, I think that, you know, people can just turn around and say, Well, what gives you the right to talk about this sort of stuff? Well, you know, we kind of work in this industry and mm. we have made our own shorts and stuff before. Mm. So I think But now we're gonna do it properly with an actual crew and some proper actors. Yeah, absolutely. Now mm. I think we've got to the point now where the the means to do it is a lot easier than it was when we first started out. And Even we'll though, be of much higher quality. Absolutely, yeah. So um and we've I, Kind of proving that we still can. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Two old bastards can yeah. still do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really, really excited about it. And um, Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get, get it up and running and going and 
mm. yeah, really going for it. Um, the, one of the other reasons we kind of mention it here on the show mm. is uh, we intend to kind of fund it by Kickstarter. Yes. Um, more details will be forthcoming. Yeah. Or, but, or uh, similar fundraising. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, other fundraising services are available, yeah. but we are intending to crowdsource. So um, yeah. we may come cap in hand on another show yeah. with details of how, if um, if you like this yeah, nonsense absolutely. we give you once every week or two, um, yeah. well, what, I how think- you can fund our future careers yeah. and get us away from podcasting hell <laughs> no, what we need i think unpaid what, podcasting yeah. hell I, I hasten to add yeah. what we should do i think is uh we'll, we'll we'll do a dedicated episode to the short film what yes. it's going to be what it's going to be about and yeah, fine. uh how we're going to fund it and, and all that kind of stuff and uh, um, it won't be long we'll do a quick short one yeah uh, maybe in addition to a normal episode yeah. that week a bonus yeah yeah, so that's probably how we should have done the 2013. Look absolutely, ahead. yeah, because yeah, this is going to be a long, long show. I'm looking at the counter. Yeah, yes, it's going to be a long, long show. So oh. I think, uh, yeah, so that's our 2013 special. Yeah, 2013 resolution. We're going to make. We're going to make a short. Yeah, and uh, you, I'm sure we'll put it somewhere where people come can along see it. for the ride, people. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you might even get to see it if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's really terrible, in which case <laughs> nobody gets to see it. If you want to contact us, yeah, as um, Graham the Grasmatron has, yeah. and uh, Kyle. as Kyle has, uh, you can find us on Twitter at HYS Podcast. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. Yeah. The blog, such as it is, is at <laughs> have you seen dot net. And I didn't get around to making any of the changes I wanted to over Christmas. <laughs> I mostly just ate food and played video games. Yeah, same here. And watched movies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to email us, if you have a lot to say, as Kyle did, thank you yeah. very much, Kyle, for your multi part email that. Yeah. Um, anchored us throughout yeah. this massive show. That was really fantastic. That really helped. And actually, we should say there is another part to that email that we will come to next week, but there just wasn't time this well, week. I'm going to do that just yet, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, uh, we have run severely over time, uh, yeah. but uh, we haven't forgotten about the final part of your email before you write us another one so <laughs> yeah. we didn't read it all out. Yeah. Um, you can send emails such as that one, like that one, yeah. if you can write like that one, uh, to podcast at haveyouseen.net. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. The usual thanks to Upbeat Productions for the use of the studio, yeah. which is in exactly the state we left it after <laughs> yeah, the last show before Christmas. Is, yeah, yeah. Nobody has been in this room <laughs> yeah. for about three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to Alexia Mom for being our technical guru. Absolutely. An all-round lovely chap. Yeah. Shall we attempt to do a show next week? Shall we try and get I back think to so. weekly? I, I'd okay. like to get back to it. I like doing it weekly. I yeah. think it's, it's much better. Yeah. And, well, um, work has kind of calmed down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. Okay. So we intend to do the next show yeah. in, in a week's perhaps time. not seven days because that would mean yeah, recording yeah. at the beginning of the week and blah blah blah. But in yeah. the next calendar week, week. yeah, I, we'll I think I think rule of thumb for this show is we'll we'll always try to do it weekly, unless there is absolutely no way we can. Yes. Um, and then uh, we'll try and let you know that we're not going to do exactly. that. Exactly. We'll try and at least do it fortnightly for a while. Yes. You know. So yeah, hopefully we'll be back to weekly. All right, we're done. Yeah. So uh, finally, thank you. Goodbye. And uh, stop bothering Korean Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>